it's not too late to live. Or you can use another tag, it's not too late to change your plans. I've been in this preaching series. Last Sunday I preached, it's not too late for your dreams to come true. Sunday before I preached, it's not too late to witness a miracle. It's not too late to try again. It's not too late to get right with God. But today, it's not too late to live. It's not too late to change your plans. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear. Anoint my tongue for the preaching of the gospel. Let your word fall on fresh and fertile ground. Holy Spirit, do your work. In Jesus' name, amen. Among many things, God is known for God's adjectives and attributes. As followers of Almighty God and students of Scripture, we are constantly exposed to the adjectives and attributes that describe God's character, nature, and personality. Having read Scripture, we know who God is and what God has done. As students and followers of Scripture, we know that God is omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. We know that God is good, great, and gracious. We know that God is mighty, majestic, and merciful. We know that God is immutable, imminent, and inspiring. We also know that God is patient, powerful, and providential. According to this familiar New Testament story, we encounter the providence of Almighty God. Providence of God describes the miraculous supernatural ability and capacity of God to take anything and everything and work it together for the glory of God, our good and growth. If you didn't know it, God is sovereign. As a sovereign God, God has the ability and capacity to take bad stuff and work it together for our good. I wish I had some help this morning. Regardless of what has happened or transpired in your life, 
if you trust God with it. God has the ability, according to Romans chapter 8, 28, to work all things together for the good of those that love him, are called according to his purpose for the glory of Almighty God. Nobody can recycle stuff like Almighty God. care what recycling service you use. Nobody can recycle the events, seasons, drama, stress, and stuff of our life for God's glory and our good better than Almighty God. I wish I had some saints who were honest with ourselves tonight. You hated what you went through broke your heart. You could have avoided it. You would have avoided it. But now, five years later, 10 years later, 20 years later, five months later, you have seen the hand of Almighty God working it together for your good, God's glory, and your growth. We don't like it. We didn't like it. Wondering why we had to go through what we had to go through. Still cry tears. That some of us admit right now, I wouldn't change it. Had I not gone through it, I wouldn't be wise. Had I not gone through it, I wouldn't have the testimony I have. Had I not gone through it, I wouldn't be able to minister or preach with power. Had I not gone through it, I wouldn't have the testimony I have. Had I not gone through it, I wouldn't be half the man or woman that I've become. I didn't like it, but thank God for God's providence. According to this New Testament story, we... Witness the providence of Almighty God in the life of Paul, Silas, and an anonymous jailer who is overseeing their incarceration. During their incarceration, Paul and Silas are serving time with imminent beheading because of their commitment to the cause of Christ. While they were doing ministry in Philippi, God used them to deliver a young woman who was given to the occult practice of soothsaying and reading palms. Because God used them to deliver her. People who profited from her so-called gift became antagonized because they could no longer profit at her expense. Paul and Silas are placed in a Philippian jail cell because Paul and Silas are filled with the Holy Ghost. They are not given to despondency, discouragement, or depression, but while they are in jail, the text says they are praying and singing hymns to God. 
what a mighty God we serve. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Great is thy faithfulness. What a friend we have in Jesus. Hold to his hand. God's unchanging hand. I wish I had some help. While they are praying and singing hymns to Almighty God in the midst of dire circumstances, the text says that God does the miraculous and supernatural by allowing an earthquake to occur so violently that the doors of the jail cell are opened and they are loosed from their shackles. While this earthquake God allows opens the jail cell and looses them from their chains, the jailer who is overseeing their incarceration becomes anxious, despondent, panicky, and suicidal. If Paul, Silas, and these prisoners escape, Jailer will be killed by the Roman government because he has not done his job. If these prisoners escape, he's going to be beheaded for dereliction of duty. As he witnesses this earthquake and sees that their chains are loosed, begins to panic, become anxious, and despondent because he got a wife and kids at home and his life is almost done. Yet, despite his plans to kill himself and take his own life, the story teaches you and I that this jailer discovers, decides, and determines that it's not too late to live. Can I preach this on this Sunday morning? Jailer has made plans to kill himself. Pulls out his sword. Is going to take his own life. But despite his plans, God gives him a reason to live and to decide that it ain't too late to live. I'm preaching this to somebody who is anxious, despondent, suicidal, might be on this Sunday morning. You have come to watch chapel. You are watching via our digital platform, but you've made up in your mind your life ain't worth living. The devil is a liar. Despite what you're going through, despite what's going on in your life, Despite what has not happened, it ain't too late for you to make up in your mind that you have life and you should live until God calls you home. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Despite drama, it ain't too late for you to live. 
Despite stress and health challenges, it ain't too late for you to live. Despite loneliness and dreams deferred, it ain't too late for you to live. Despite what you thought would happen in your life that has not happened yet, despite pain, loneliness, challenges, issues, climbing uphill, it ain't too late for you and I to decide. It ain't too late to live or to change our plans. Let me preach this to the real folk. Everybody who has a smile on their face ain't happy. And some of us who come to worship on Sunday morning, that's why those of us who are in the preaching vocation ought not play with God. Those of us who serve God as choir leaders, Levites, those of us who serve in the ministry ought not play at what we are doing because there are some people who come to 3703 Tryon Road with death on their mind. Sometimes all it takes is a smile. All it takes is a holy hug. All it takes is a word of encouragement. All it takes is the right encounter to bless somebody's life so they might know that God loves them. God is a God of second chances. God is a way maker. Be careful about being mean. Be careful about being nasty. Be careful about being entitled. Be careful about being snide towards the saints. You don't know what folk are going through. This man has made plans to take his life. He decides it ain't too late to live. Why does this man make up in his mind that it ain't too late to live. He decides it ain't too late to live because of a warning. Paul says, as he sees the man enter into his jail cell with a sword that he's pulled, don't do it. And God God's supernatural sovereign ability gives us warnings every day. I don't know who I'm talking to on this Sunday morning, but this is a warning for somebody right now. I need a sign. This is the sign you need. Pastor's preaching. Don't do it. You done conjured up a plan and a scheme. Don't do it. You decided to take a hit of that cocaine. Don't do it. You decided to try some heroin or heroin, don't do it. You decided you're going to get a nip or a buzz, don't do it. You decided to step out, don't do it. This is all the warning you need in the Word of God. I'm telling somebody right now, you're playing with danger, you playing with fire, you playing with somebody's heart, you playing with somebody's mind, you playing with somebody's emotions. It's recreation to you, but it's real to them. Don't play with folk. 
This is a warning. Sometimes we just need to heed the warning that God gives. Can I preach this right now? God knows I'm a sinner saved by grace, but there are some things God prevented me from doing because of some stuff that I've seen. Can I preach this to the real folk in here? One of the biggest lies that we have heard is experience is the best teacher. No greater lie has been told. Honey, you don't got to do some stuff to see the hell it's going to bring in your life and world. You call me a square, call me a punk, call me whatever you want to call me. There's some stuff I'm scared of. You may be crazy enough to try it, but I'm scary. I'm talking about my 70s babies who saw the real scared straight. I ain't talking about the scared straight in 2022. I'm talking about the real scared straight. Come on now. I wish I could preach this the way I wanted to preach it. But there are some warnings that God gives us that we need to heed. If we heed the warnings, we're going to stay drug-free. We're going to stay alcohol-free. If we heed the warnings, there's some invitations we ain't going to say yes to. If we heed the warnings, we're going to be on the straight and narrow. We ain't going to dip, try, and experiment. If we heed the warnings, Paul says, don't do it. If you do it, you might get hooked. If you do it, you might lose everything you work for. If you do it, you might lose your good name. If you do it, you're going to get in over your head. If you do it, you're going to drown in thin water. This man decides he can live because he heeds a warning. Not just a warning. He decides to live because he discovers his worry was not warranted. The man pulls out a sword. He's about to kill himself because he assumes that the prisoners are gone. Jail cell opens. They've been loosed by their chains. He assumes that they have done what he would have done. I done said something to somebody. Everybody ain't going to do what you would do. That's gravy on the sermon right now. You think everybody would do what you would do if they had access to what you got. Everybody ain't going to do. I wish I could preach this. This man discovers that his worry is not warranted. He assumes everybody's gone. They on I-40 going to South Carolina. They going to Mexico. They getting out of town because they ain't trying to get caught back up. Paul and Silas say, don't do it. We are here. What you're worried about has not happened. What you're anxious about has not come to pass. What you've been up all night about has not become a reality. That's the word for somebody on this Sunday morning. You can live right now 
in January 2023 because your worry is not warranted. Can I preach this for somebody to bless somebody in here? How many of us have ever worried about something that never happened? How many of us have ever stayed up all night and it never happened? How many of us have already put ourselves in the grave at Carolina Biblical Garden and we still alive right now? Sometimes, in many cases, do I have a shout right now? What you worried about, what you're worried about, what you were worried about is not warranted because it didn't happen. You don't have cancer. It ain't warranted. He ain't cheating on you. She ain't stepping out on you. The kids are fine. You still got a job. Your friends are still your friends. How many of us have worried over some stuff that hadn't happened? Up all night. You already in divorce court. You already making plans. And it hadn't happened. Can live because of a warning. He lives because he discovers that his worry is not warranted, but he lives because of the witness of somebody's worship. Ah, Go on, preach this. The jailer is free, gainfully employed by the Roman government. The jailer got a wife and children at home. The jailer Got money coming in on the 1st and the 15th. Y'all ain't talking to me. Jailer lives a middle-class existence in Philippi. Come on, talk to me now. But this occurrence happens. And while the jailer is anxious, Paul and Silas are facing, are facing imminent death. They've messed up the economy in Philippi. Folk ain't getting the same money they were getting. Little slave girl who ain't soothsaying no more, ain't reading palms anymore, ain't an ancient Miss Cleo talking about you going to get this on the next day or this on the next day. That money's gone. We got to get rid of these two preachers. Messing up our money. We ain't going to have this. Come on, talk to me in here. While they are in jail, they could have been commiserating, could have been anxious, could have been crying, could have been singing Bobby Bland and B.B. King. They are singing praises and hymns to God. 
What a mighty God we serve. Come on, I, I ain't seen no ways tired. Come on, I wish I had some help in here. They are singing praises unto Almighty God and they are talking to God. While they are in going through, they are praising and praying. Maybe that's a word for somebody right now. When you go through, you don't need a little nip or a bud. You need to praise and praise. When you're going through stress and trauma, maybe that's the time to praise and praise. When hell is all around you, that's the time to pray and praise. When you don't know how things are going to turn out, that's the time to praise and praise. They are praising and praying, praying and praising, and their praising and praying is a witness to the jailer who says, I got a wife at home, I got children, I'm blessed, I got a job. If they can praise and praise with what they're going through, why am I anxious about something that has not happened? Can I preach this? And this is a word for somebody in Watch Chapel on this worship Sunday. Maybe when we're going through, our praise, our prayerfulness is a witness to somebody else. You just ain't praising God for yourself. Our praise is a witness to somebody else. When they see you praise God, they be like, all the hell she going through and she made it to church. All the hell he going through. He got a smile on his face. He got joy. He's praising God. He's praying. Let me give up my pity party. Let me stop feeling like a victim and look at the God they are serving. Can I preach this? Anybody ever astonished by how somebody praises and praises God and you know what they've been through? You done seen they bury their child. They've been through hell, been through drama, trauma and stress, lost their job, but they still in worship, still lifting holy hands, still saying hallelujah. If they can go through what they've gone through, how dare you give up? How dare you throw in the towel? How dare you have a pity party? How dare you want to kill yourself? God can still. Can I preach this? Let me close right now. He decides to live because of their worship. He decides to live because worry was not warranted. He decides to live because of a warning. But he decides to live because he is now a witness. Can I close right now? The man hadn't just heard what God can do. But the man has experience for himself. It's one thing to hear about what God can do. It's one thing to hear somebody else's testimony. Oh, but it's another thing, honey, for you to become a witness of God's power for yourself. Do I have a witness here? Don't fool me on this Sunday. Anybody a witness to what God can do? I was gonna kill myself. But God gave me a reason to live. Has it given you a reason to live? And now this man is a witness. He goes to tell his wife, goes to tell his children, God is real. Jesus lives. They get baptized. 
make their way back to church because this man is a witness you got a witness you got a story to tell you got a testimony to share you got some good news to share you ought to live because you a witness anybody a witness is anybody a witness i was sick but now i'm healed i was blind but now i see i was worried but now i gotta praise i went through a test but now i got a testimony stand up and be a witness be a witness seen him do. Praise him for what your testimony is. Praise him for what he's done for you. Thank him for keeping you. Let me help somebody Somebody needs to hear your testimony. Your testimony is going to save somebody's life. It ain't too late for you to live. It's not too late for you to change your plans. There's some people right now who have been suicidal. There are some people now who have thought about taking their own lives. My sister, my brother, hear what I'm saying? You can love Jesus and have a therapist. Don't think that's beneath you. All the hell and trauma you've been through, nobody knows but you. You go out in that parking lot, rain, and you slip and break your ankle. You ain't just going to pray about it. You're going to go see an orthopedic. 
It ain't too late for you to live again. I don't know what you've been through. Life didn't turn out the way you thought it was. Heartbreak, heartache, lonely. You don't feel like nobody loves you. It ain't too late for you to live. I'm waiting for a sign. This is the sign right now. The sermon was the sign. What you worried about all the stuff I worried about didn't happen. And you look back and say, shucks. Could have got some sleep. You're going through praying praise. You got through it because you're a witness now. You are witness now. God is real. God answers prayer. God, God is a deliverer. God has work for you to do. And this man took his life. His family may not have gotten saved. And he took his life. It would have been premature. Because what he was worried about did not happen. It didn't happen. Somebody write down, my sister, my brother. You're here. You're worshiping virtually. You want to accept Jesus as your Savior. You want to unite with Watch Chapel. You're here in person. I want you to raise your hand. You want to become a member of Watch Chapel. You want to... Accept Jesus, raise your hand wherever you are. You're watching virtu virtually. Go to the next steps tab. Become a member, accept Jesus. But you're here in person and you're not saved. You don't have a church home. I want you to raise your hand. Raise your hand wherever you are, my sister. Raise your hand wherever you are, my brother. This word was for you. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I'm in the life preaching business. I ain't one of them send you to hell preachers. Everything, you wear makeup, you're going to hell. No. Foolishness. Raise your hand, my sister. Raise your hand, my brother. Wherever you are, you want to accept Jesus. You want to unite with the church. You don't have a church home. You're not saved. I want you to ask your neighbor to your right or to your left. Don't take the mask down. Leave your mask on. They can hear you. Just raise your voice. Say, do you want to accept Jesus today? Do you want to unite with the church? Ask him to raise that hand. Let's ask your neighbor. You want to accept Jesus? Do you want to unite with the church? This word was for somebody. I want you to come to the altar. I want to pray over somebody.
who really needed to hear this word. I'm not asking your business. But you know you needed to hear this word. You sleep all day. Have, an op have not opened the blinds. You alive, but you just going through the motions. You just, like I ain't gonna kill myself, but I'ma just, sometimes we have just, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Sometimes we have stopped taking care of ourselves. So you ain't active, but you just said what happens is gonna happen. You just stop taking care of yourself. Just, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to come home. I'm going to just, you still got life in you. You got life in you. life in you God still wants to use you I have discovered let me say this before I pray the stuff that was painful God has used to bless other people preach this had I not gone through some pain I couldn't preach it I mean I could read it but I couldn't preach it you can sing the song or you can sing it you can read the sermon or you can preach it somebody knows the difference Lord, I come right now in Jesus' name praying for every man and woman who will hear this message, who has heard this message, who needs to hear this word that it's not too late to live. I pray, God, that you lift the depressed, the downtrodden, the despondent. Give every man and woman sanctified assurance that they are not an accident they are not an incident they are not a mistake but you have purpose for their lives remind them that they are loved they are valued show them that they are people that love them you have a plan for their lives bless them with what they need let them beat back the lies of the devil so they might rediscover God-given reasons to live. I pray right now for anybody who's in need of mental, emotional, psychological help. That you might place upon them the courage to get the help they need. I pray now for couples and families children 
they might find their tribe that loves you and that loves them. They might discover there's life after divorce, life after somebody's death, life after foreclosure, repossession, life after bankruptcy, life after the valley of the shadow of death. Heal God. Deliver. In Jesus' name, heal, bless, touch. Amen. 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 just want you to tell yourself, live. It ain't too late for you to live. It ain't too late for you to live. for Sister Carolyn Smith will be here tomorrow at 11 o'clock a.m. The wake is from 10.30 to 11. We look to see you on Wednesday night. We look to see you on next Sunday for Victory Sunday. Pastor Kevin Donaldson of Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Herndon, Virginia, will be our preacher. With the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, Rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again.